So Gitex was amazing. I mean, it was like, I don't know how many thousands of people were there, but it was just absolute chaos and just so much going on. And it was very exciting, very good to be there. And again, a great reminder that Dubai brings together this level of energy and excitement around advancement of humanity and technology. It's quite interesting to me that, um, especially the human focus part wasn't more front and center. Because it, it feels to me like that's been a big part of the conversation from a leadership point of view over the past two or three years, right? It's like humans first, people first. But it feels like then there's maybe a bit of a disconnect between like what leadership is doing now plus or versus um, how futurists are thinking about the future. Hi and welcome to the Expansive Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm a keynote speaker, team specialist and author. Uh, Every single week, we sit down and we host this podcast all about having a more expansive life, about building more expansive businesses, and really just about upgrading yourself in the best way possible. Uh, This is something that John and I am interested uh, perpetually, like this is our our life's mission. And so we love jumping on here and thinking about it, sharing about it. And of course, uh, as I just mentioned, I'm always joined by my ever-elegant, ever-expanding co-host, Mr. John Sane, currently sitting in Dubai, but flying back to Cape Town later today. John, how are you, brother? I am fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, having a lot of fun here in Dubai. There's a lot happening and uh, very exciting to be in this part of the world where the biggest mission this government has is to bring the smartest people into a city and make it the happiest city in the world. So lots of exciting things happening and excited to share some of them today. How are you and how's Cape Town? Yeah, good. Um, Why are you flying back to Cape Town? Do you have a talk here? Yes, yes. I have a talk there and a couple other things to do. I've got a photo shoot happening. Um, But I also saw on social... For my only fans. <laughs> no, I mean the only fans I only do I do on Zoom, so I mean I don't need to I don't need to travel uh, okay. for that. Yes, yes from any hotel yeah, room. Okay. Yes, yes, exactly. Jesus, <laughs> um, where's left field there? Well, this is a professional <laughs> podcast, Eric. Um, I saw on social media you've started your new book and you are writing a new book. Yeah. And what is so funny is at in the same almost the same day. I also started writing my new book and we had no idea that we had both started writing a new book. It almost seems like somehow globally some new creativity got burst open and mm. uh, all of a sudden mm. there's just so much information, so much excitement around and uh, it's like all, all those retrogrades left, whatever retrogrades are, but anyway, they left us. Tell me, um, how did the, the idea for the book come to you or how did you decide it's time to write? I was at the Museum of the Future. They invited 400 of the world's largest, uh, um, foremost futurists to the world. They called it the largest gathering of futurists ever, which I actually think it was. And so there was futurists from all around the world. And what I started to see, the glaringly obvious challenge that every futurist has is the ability to implement actions from workshops. um, I mean, uh, strategies from workshops into action. And I just started to see like over and over every talk and every panel discussion, we're having the exact same challenges. And it just became so obvious that somebody has to talk about software upgrade for humans. And this has been my mission for the longest time. Most times when people talk about human software upgrade, it's really in terms of meditation or self-development. But now that I am connecting futurism and self-development, it becomes so obvious that 
the application of this within the realm of futurism is so important. And so as I sat there through every session that I loved, but also equally frustrated at their lack of seeing it. And I guess it's because they don't meditate. They're not into neuroscience. They're not into that, that sort of development of the human. They're much more into the development of the strategies. But what's yeah. happening is those strategies aren't being implemented. So you can yeah. come up with the most beautiful, amazing strategies and they just like kind of fall short after the workshops, you know? So the, 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 and I think it was Richard Branson that said the best businesses in the world are built out of frustration. And I think I'm going to write, I'm writing this book based on a frustration of people not seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah, I love it. Are you, are you happy to talk about the name for the book yet? Or do you want to keep that under wraps a little bit longer? Oh, no, no. It's a, it's a name of a talk I'm giving uh, in uh, Abu Dhabi and in Saudi over the next sort of two weeks. That the book is called and the talk is called Humantra or Humantra. And it's human transformation into the future. And it's how do we develop, um, or how do we engage with the software that's been sitting light latent inside us for millennia that nobody's told us how and what to do with. Mm -hmm. And now what we're doing is we're getting more widespread tools around how to access. And this is a combination of uh, psychedelics and the growth of psychedelics in the world. This is a, a combination of um, shamanic work that's becoming more common in the Western world and a combination of meditation. And those three things, they have the pretty much similar impact on our brains, which help us rewire our brains. And I think for the last thousands of years, our brains have just been wired in the same way. And so we have to rewire our brains. And I think this is the sort of idea of humantra. It's how do we transform a humankind through a process of meth methodical meditation psychedelic use and uh, reprogramming really more than anything mm, else mm, sure love Tell it us about your book um yeah so before we get to my book um i was listening to an interview earlier the week where this guy was saying you know ultimately when you look at the human brain it's evolved very very slowly over time and of course that's how evolution works mm. but he says what we're essentially having to deal with now is ancient hardware that has to deal with increasingly complex environments and rapidly changing environments. Mm. And in some ways, like the brain hasn't caught up, you know, and that's why people feel so overwhelmed. And actually, you know, in some ways, I guess it's, it's, it gave me a, a, a solace of some sort because I was like, oh, of course, it makes sense, like why we feel so overwhelmed all the time because you literally don't have the hardware yes. to deal with. It. Exactly, but that's the whole point here is that we, we are struggling. And I think in last week's uh, podcast, we spoke about the levels of depression, the levels of pharmaceutical companies and what they're making and how everybody's numbing themselves rather than elevating themselves. And this is really what my whole last book was about, right? Stop complaining, start elevating. But this book is going to be much more about the science of it and how to actually go about evolving and elevating. Yeah. Um, so actually, my book came to me. I wasn't planning on... on uh, writing a new book immediately like it was just it, it's been in the back of my head um and then i sat down for a meditation session this week and something just downloaded right like there was just a moment uh, it was actually as i was getting into the session so like it wasn't even like deep meditation and this often happens to me like i'm sure you have a yeah. good time in meditation yeah. as well mm. it's one of the things why I, like, I advocate for meditation uh quite strongly is because mm. you, like the insights you get from just sitting and just doing the work is actually quite incredible so anyway mm. so like I sat down and literally before even like getting into like oh, the space behind your breastbone, before getting to that yeah. even, yeah. Um, I just had this like aha moment where yeah. I was like, 
I want to write a sort of daily inspirational manual for leaders. Because mm. um, it combines two things, right? It combines my love for leadership and teams and all those kind of things with a style that I'm just, I'm just good at. I've, I've always yes. enjoyed, I, from Better Man days, writing these sort of daily reflections or inspirations. Mm. And so the book's working title for now is The Daily Leader, mm. kind of jumping off from like the Daily Stoic and the Daily Laws, all those kind of books. Mm. And the idea is for it to be a, 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 like a handbook or a manual or a guide of sorts where you can come to for inspiration, for uh, new ways of thinking, for frameworks, for models, for tools that can be used by leaders on their own, that can be used as a, as a group, as a team. So uh, I think it beautifully marriages, uh, beautifully marriage, beautifully marriages? Marries, marries. Marries, there Sorry, we go. First, first day with your mouth, uh, Eric, today? How's, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> we are recording this on a Sunday. I'll just, I'll just and, throw and, that in. And there. also, you, you just did a whole bunch of TikToks about your marriage. So I was like, geez, yeah. that's strange. You're talking about your marriage, Eric. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Beautifully Marries, I think, utility with inspiration. Mm. And so, that's where I'm at. Um, mm. I've already read chapters. Yep. Wow. Jeez, but that tells you, you're like on mark, eh? Like 17 mm. chapters, like, mm. like over like the last week. That's unbelievable. And also, I think you're the most proud and well positioned to write this book now, your third book. Mm. And uh, I think The Daily Leader is excellent. I don't think it should be a working title. It should be, should be the title. Mm. And the cover that you sent me on WhatsApp, I think is excellent. I think you mustn't even worry about <laughs> the colors are good. The writing is good. The style is good. Did AI design that cover or did you design Dude. it? It's so funny. It's a Canva template. Like I, I jumped onto Canva because I, I always yeah. want to have something visual. Yeah. Canva. Looked through all the the um, yeah the different templates. Found this one. Yeah. Changed a few things, and then I was like, okay, cool. And then it's actually funny because I went to Dan. So uh, there are four like check mark boxes on this cover, right? And then the fourth one is empty. Right. Um, and I went right. to Dan. Initially, it it had two check marks and two empty boxes. And she looked at it and she went like, no, nah, like it, it needs to be that there's only one left. Like it's always like there's one more to go, mm. one more to go. And mm. I was like, you see, mm. like, that's why I need to be married. That's why I need uh, yes. partnerships in my life. So, uh, yes, so I way, agree. You, you know, partnerships been, are good. You've been enjoying the uh, TikToks about marriage? Well, look, I just thought it was strange that you were doing something about marriage and also the fact that you're so enthralled with your marriage and, and it's awesome that you're sharing like a little bit more personal stuff that's going on for you. And mm. I've always tell you, you know, I think you need to share more personally and I know you're more so reserved than me, but I think it was great. You know, I listened to them. They're great. I think really well done. I mean, you haven't reached the numbers of John Sane, but anyway, you'll get there. I mean, slowly <laughs> but surely the numbers will go. <laughs> But nobody's comparing, Eric. It's like, you know, the, the great line is, there's no competition unless I'm losing. Then there's bloody yeah. competition. But right now that I'm winning, it's no competition, Eric. Well done. Keep going, my friend. I'm yeah, there to help you and boost you when you need it. <laughs> the so, funny thing uh, is there was like a little bit of silent competition that you weren't even aware of because yes. you took a bit of a haters from TikTok and I was yeah. posting and I was like, okay, how many is he on? I got to catch him. I got to catch him. Yeah. Um, I, and then I went past. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah okay well those are old days so, i mean that's good, that's, good, like, that's good like so, you, right? so 20 right. minutes ago so 20 minutes yeah ago. yeah <laughs> listen anyway so, um, let's stop talking cuck let's actually get into yes. today's session yes. <laughs> yeah. 
So today we wanted to do like a recap of your week um, because you were at Gitex and then you attended the um, this uh, mass gathering of futurists. And of course, you, you attended many, many sessions, learned many things. And we wanted to distill some of that for uh, people who weren't in the room with you guys. So what were your biggest takeaways from, I guess, from the entire week? Like what has shifted something for you? Um, you know, if I, we just start with, I think it's Gitex or Gitex. Actually, I don't know. I've heard people call it different things. It's the world's largest tech show. Um, it is seven or eight halls of brands and AI and blockchain and technology and hardware and software that is never ending. I mean, there were brands there that I, had no, I have never seen ever, and they had huge stands. You know, they weren't like small brands. They were like, and those stands must be a couple million dollars each to actually just put together besides the sort of expo building. It was just incredible to see the level of Technolo technological advancement and the level of excitement that people had around this and you know there were there was about eight different flying cars like what like flying cars everywhere it was almost like a dime a dozen um there was a lot of cars that were driverless cars were both like pod cars like sports cars and all sorts of different sort of cars one guy that i spoke to from china he was presenting one of these cars and he said, we're wanting to think about mobility differently. And so this car here can become your lounge. So they were envisaging a house that your car would drive into your house, like click into your house and it will become your lounge. So the car is set up sure. like a lounge almost, yeah. right? And he said, so the next time you want to go somewhere, you just press a new GPS coordinate, this part of your lounge unclicks from your house and then moves towards where you want to go. Like, <laughs> think about that concept, bro. Like, next will be your toilet, right? So like, in the toilet. Okay, now you need to go somewhere quickly. It's almost like these modular homes that are also mobility, like pods that move around. So Gitex was amazing. I mean, it was like, I don't know how many thousands of people were there, but it was just absolute chaos and just so much going on. And eventually everything starts looking the same. So that was Monday mm. and it was very exciting, very good to be there. And again, a great reminder that Dubai brings together this level of energy and excitement around advancement of humanity and technology. And then on Tuesday, the Museum of can the I, Future. Can I, do, can I quickly yes. stop you there? Um, yeah. How far away are they? Did any of them say from from flying cars becoming like, oh. common use? Like it must be. Well, they did. Uh, they yeah. did. They, okay, so a couple of things to tell you. They did a couple of test runs on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So they're all over social media, as I'm sure you saw some of them. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And also this week, um, UK has confirmed 180 kilometers of drone highways. Oh. And so okay. yeah. And so the, the postal service and the FedExes of the world are now um, are able to put drones into the drone highway. And now you have awesome. these highways wow. that are being built in the air. Okay, so this is the beginning of yeah. having 
driving highways of flying cars because obviously if you, you, you're moving a 40 kilo package next will be a 45 kilo human and then you know then they just keep moving up right so i think the beginnings are already here the drone developments are already here and this is just the next level of it but they did they did the car um thing here on the lawn in in dubai so there were a lot of people there and a lot of photos and then you got those guys with those jetpacks right so you got the guys flying around with jetpacks so look i think it's just a matter of time for us to understand the metrics and the safety regulations that are required for what's happening up there. I have no doubt they already are and have been done. They just have to commercialize them, put them into public domain. And I imagine governments are very, very clear on trying to make it as safe as possible, get making sure there's no sort of like interruption with the technology around the GPS of the vehicles, all that sort of stuff. So, And all of them were... Um, self-driving. So there was yeah. everything was okay. self-driving. There was no self like you weren't driving yourself. You know, they were all AI-driven safe um, cars. Um, and for and for those who haven't seen it, like most of, I'm not sure how all of them look, but another one that you're referencing, they all look very much like a drone, like a big drone that's just been blown up. Yes, with four yeah. four wing four propellers. Yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, cool. Yeah, they look pretty futuristic. They look pretty cool. But there was Japanese ones, Chinese ones, American ones. There was a lot of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then also, you know, I was doing research. I'm doing talk for Adnoc, which is the largest um, Abu Dhabi oil company um, around the future of education and energy. And I started researching and there's this new thing called Zap Energy. That's a Seattle based startup that has just done third round or seed, a C round funding. They've just raised another $160 million. And what they are close to bringing to the world is nuclear fusion boxes that you put in your garage that you'll have endless energy forever that you can, everybody can have for themselves. And this is something that's now starting to become almost commercialized. They're two meters big. So they're quite big um, with a million degrees Celsius inside these systems to create the energy. And they were showing that, you know, they'll be on trains, on buses, in houses, mm. in cities. And all of a sudden, you've got a decentralized power source. Um, and MIT has created one that is 68 centimeters big. So we st we're starting to see the proliferation of energy sources. So Jeremy Rifkin talks about the third industrial revolution where the three pillars that held up capitalism are imploding, communication being the first one, and we can know that WhatsApp, Zoom, all of these things are almost free. Next is transportation. And again, every car at this place was self-driving, green, and all of those things. And now Zap Energy on the 22nd of June, actually the, the papers, I missed it, I don't know why, but... 22nd of June, they came out with their latest uh, presentation and their videos are now all over. You can look them up on TikTok and sure. YouTube. Mm. And uh, now we have free energy that's uh, around the corner for us to start accessing. So very exciting just having all these minds and brains and all this sharing that's happening. And that was Gitex, uh, Gitex, whatever it's called. And then uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, I began the um, Futurist uh, Conference at the Museum of the Future. And what was so very impressive, and I am always impressed when I hear these ministers of Dubai speak. There was a minister of development, like business development. There was a minister of artificial intelligence. There was the CEO of the Museum of the Future. And every single one of them, firstly, are young, um, mm. 30s, maybe early 40s, female and male, both. Incredibly well-spoken, 
highly intelligent and so optimistic and upbeat. And all of them were sharing the message from the Sheikh al-Maktoum, talking about the fact that we are a country and a city that is all about creating the best sort of space for humanity to come together to set the tone for what humanity should be in the future. And they kept saying that, look, we've started it, but we need your input. So please give us feedback. We're all about trial and error. We've started many projects. We failed at some of them and we're okay to learn from from them and keep going. Mm. And so they've got a very agile government. Like think about it. Most organizations aren't agile. Most humans aren't agile. Mm -hmm. And now what we have is a government that's agile. That's all about foresight. That's all about trying new things and experimenting and inviting people to collaboratively through collaboration come up with what the future looks like and this is really what the gathering was about and Kalfan, the CEO who I've become friends with what an incredible human being just super kind generous so like listens to everybody just really wonderful guy and um, he was saying uh, at the end of it he's like thank you so much for the conference it's really awesome that you're all here here's the um, the, the sort of barcode, please take a screenshot of it. Please send us feedback. We want to know how we can improve the conference. We want to know how we can improve ourselves. And it was always asking for feedback. And mm. you think about governments around the world, they don't want any feedback. They're like, shut up. You voted yeah. us in. Get away. <laughs> we'll do what we want to do. And here you have these ministers are constantly saying, please tell us what, what else can we do? Where? What, what do we need to do? How do you think we should do that? What we should do here? Mm. So that was my broad takeaway, right? And, and, and really enthralled by that. And that's why for me, Dubai is such an exciting place. You have the tonality of the ruling family and all of their ministers and excellencies, really highly intelligent and, and, and a real mix of female and male, right? And like super high sophisticated leaders of all ages and definitely of both genders, right? And that was really amazing. Um, then as far as the lectures were concerned, they were just some impressive, impressive people. I mean, doctors and neuroscientists and uh, Machu Kiku, the Japanese um, uh, physicist. Um, and they were all doing talks and interviews and, and sort of uh, panel discussions. And all of them really had very distinct uh, geniuses that were sharing and it was great. But the glaringly obvious thing, and I've said this in all my videos and I keep saying it across all my channels is everybody's talking about technology, everybody's talking about the future, nobody's talking about human upgrade software. Nobody, not one session, not one discussion was about that. I, I spoke to the program manager, I spoke to the event manager, and I spoke to the CEO of Museum of the Future, and I explained to all of them, I said, your missing point is this, 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 and they all agreed with me. So I'm hoping I have a bigger voice at next year's conference. And look, just very privately and personally, I'm pretty well known in South Africa. I've, I've worked hard to you know, establish my brand there. And in those circles, I'm definitely on stage speaking. But, you know, coming to Dubai and having 400 of the top world's future is coming. And I was invisible. Like, mm. just nobody knows who I am, what I'm about. And that's a hell of a, like a, like a, like a reality check and uh, an, an ego, um, an ego balancer, you know. Recalibration, um, yes. A, re, a recalibration <laughs> to how much more work I have to do. Because I kept saying, like, like we, don't, we need to do this, we need to do that. And, like, nobody was listening. Like, uh, you know, like, mm. but uh, some people were enthralled. But... 
so it, it was it was like a real reality check for me um humble pie and that's awesome and that's why you actually you travel and move to a new country and 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 and, and re-establish yourself and so yes there's a lot of work to do and there's i have a, I have a lot of uh, relationships to build and a lot of influence to to have and and make but i'm so excited about the challenge and so excited to add this sort of angle into the the futurist world and and the the foresight strategist world and uh, it was wonderful you know i really learned a lot and i've I've shared this on social media i met i met a monk from japan that has zoom sessions with executives and has conversations with them and then takes ai to break down the tonality of their voice and show where their stresses are and then unpack that AI with them and make it a coaching process for the future. Like the way he was angling it, like it was, it was unreal, like the way he was describing it. And then I, I met the head of people for the Neom uh, conf, um, city in uh, Saudi, who Kate, who I've become friends with. I met uh, one of the head of innovation for Lego, an amazing lady, we chatted with her. Um, and I've also become friends with her and just like just amazing people doing amazing things, trying their best and just having a really good time in, in, in the museum of the future. And then I topped it off with a interview with Euronews um, and Euronews is kind of the most watched news channel these days, more trusted than CNN and, and those sort of with 110 million people watching it. And so they reached out to me on Instagram out of nowhere and asked whether they could interview my new book and they've been following me on Instagram. And so we That's topped awesome. it off uh, with that, which was just a cherry on the top and a delightful surprise that I wasn't expecting. But um, really great, great way to end the week. And um, and now this week I'm going to be in South Africa for the next few days. And so, yes, this is the Dubai lifestyle. Uh, lots of learning, lots of collaboration and lots of moving around. Um, those pics of you, were, like the, the two of you took together, were phenomenal. Um, but I, I wish there was a shot of just you, like because you had that one where you were sitting with the museum of the people I do. behind you, like that. Do I've you? I've got, I've got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of them. Sure. I just that I didn't post. Amazing. Them. Looks so great. But that is that is the roof of that museum of the future. You know, that's where all the conferencing looks, looks was. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Eh? Um, very, very cool. Eh? Listen, so, so coming away from this week, I, I mean. I know it was more of a like a, a week about the future, uh, showcasing technology, showcasing the utility of certain innovations and whatever it may be. Um, but are you coming away from this week doing anything differently? Yeah, I'm, I'm doubling down on software upgrade for humans. So you, you feel like the biggest thing is the, the, the openness of that space, yeah. That is the gap that nobody's seeing, that I am seeing. And mm. always remember that disruption doesn't come from inside a system. It always comes from outside a system. And I said to you off air, I'm a kid from Edenville, dude. I, I, have, I have made it into this circle of people. I don't have a PhD. I've not been to Harvard. I've not been to Cambridge. I've not been to any of these institutions. And I, am, I feel like I'm a disruptor because I'm coming in left field because I just haven't had the legacy thinking these very, very smart people have. And even the foresight se sector needs to be disrupted. Like every sector needs to be disrupted. And I just feel that the angle of the human software upgrade just is missed by them. And I, or I often say to them is when you get the human to think in a new way, you don't have to even do a strategy session. The human themselves will figure it out. It's like you're trying to force an old program into a new world. If you change the program, the program itself is self-fulfilling and self-propelling. 
And so it's really just they're missing the point. So I also feel enthralled and excited that I'm sharing it and they're looking at me like I'm weird. But guess what? Every new idea is weird initially. So mm. I have pushed mm. this idea onto Kalfan, I don't know, three, four times now. And he's very kind and very gracious. I mean, I really enjoy him. But he, he hasn't, like, I don't think he's, like, really grabbed it yet. You know what I mean? He's been kind and listening to me. But it'll click. And when it does click, they'll be like, ah, oh, it's that mm. guy. He was saying this all that time ago that we needed to start implementing, you know? So I have a vision and intention and a goal of opening that conference next year with this mm. tonality of human focus rather than technology and AI focus. It's quite interesting to me that, um, especially the human focus part wasn't more front and center because it, it feels to me like that's been a big part of the conversation from a leadership point of view over the past two or three years, right? It's like humans first, people first. But it feels like then there's maybe a bit of a disconnect between like what leadership is doing now plus or versus um, how futurists are thinking about the future. Well, look, I think even in the leadership space, when they say human first, they're not talking about meditation and rewiring your brain. No, 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 they're not. They're not. They're not. Exactly. So, mm. yes, I think the I think the message and I think it's the it's the cool thing to say, right? Are people first. But what are you doing to your people? Like they're the same people. Okay, so like you give them flexibility and adaptability, you make sure that they've got career paths and you make sure that they, but you're not upgrading. Like yeah, there's not yeah, upgrade it. happening there. So I think everybody's missing that point because nobody's mixing that world of neuroscience into the world of business as I think they should. Brother, thank you so much. I think that was, uh, that was a great session. I really enjoyed it. Um, lots of takeaways, highlights. Thank you for allowing us to vicariously live through you uh, for the, for the um, <laughs> thank you. conferences thank that you, you attended. So everyone, thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, as always, we do this every single week. If you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy what we do, uh, the insights that get shared, um, the takeaways, then the best way to uh, show us some love is to go over to iTunes and leave us a, a five-star review. We, uh, we don't really do four-star reviews on this podcast or three-star reviews. We, we only do five-star reviews on this podcast. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time. Uh, we love spending time with you wherever you are. And until next week, goodbye. Ciao.